Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. Precious of holidays, and I want to talk about that this morning, and really about celebrating resurrection life and what it means. And uh, we were doing our group. Uh, our, our little community group around the Cure book, and it was our last session and everything, and we were talking about different things, and uh, my dear friend Bill Wade reminded me, he said, well, I think you have a particular ministry. You have the ministry of being a goad. <laughs> and a goad is a stick that you poke cattle with to get them to move. So I don't know if that was an Irish compliment or not, but this is a time to, I'm going to goad at us a little bit this morning over this holiday, including myself, and, uh, and uh, I can do that. So will you pray with me? And uh, we just want to celebrate. I want to pray a blessing over your finances as I open up with prayer, and uh, that God would really, this would just be a beginning day of incredible things in your life this year. Do you believe that could happen? Well, about half of you believe that. We're going to get the rest of you there by the end of the service. So would you receive this prayer, please? Lord Jesus, I just pray over every household here. Lord, the extension of that, how this, these households touch others' household. Lord, we want to acknowledge and say your provision itself. This very holiday proves that. You are the summation of all things. So I pray rich blessings over everybody's finances. Lord, we know that that finances are not God. But we know that you use finances to lead us and guide us. And so I ask where there's lack, where where there's tension, where there's anxiety this morning that you would remove that and instead that there would be a trust in your name just as we sang, that there would be a trust over your provision and that we can be a people that even if there's lack, there's no worry. So I just pray abundant blessing on each one of these homes. I pray this morning that as we open up your word here on Easter Sunday to celebrate new life, that you would just drop a nugget into each one of our hearts. Just one thing, if there would be one little gift that you could give, young and old, each person in this room, that you would do it and that you would, uh, you would use this foolish old man to portray the most incredible story that's ever been given. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody, asked, we were talking about the broken tooth, and I said, yeah, when you're young, you get pimples. When you get old, things break. Either way, you get a dose of humility, right? It's just uh, someplace along the journey. So we're also, Brenda and I just got done celebrating a couple of days ago our, uh, our anniversary. So it's just been a special time. So thankful for her. Uh, we got married on March 30th, 1974, and I have an Irish sense of humor. So I was going to post on social media, thank you for 33 years, you know, best 33 years of our lives. Think through that one for a little bit. It's called an Irish compliment. So, no, I'm teasing, totally teasing me. Brenda has, uh, 
has really been a godsend into my life. This is a special time for me because I got, and I, I know, I think it is for Raquel too. Raquel uh, came to faith on it, right? You got born again on Easter. Yeah. I won't ask how, how long ago. So maybe when you were, huh? 24 years ago. What a special day for you. I got baptized on Easter Sunday in 1976. So after two years of of really uh, struggling with even the idea of Christianity or what that meant. I didn't know anything because I didn't grow up in a Christian home. So after I uh, got saved, I just lived life and I was okay for a little while and then found myself doing the same stuff that I used to do. And then I just felt horribly guilty about it because I didn't know what to do. So it took a couple years of God's humbling me to finally find my way into a into a church and there I got discipled at a wonderful wonderful place called Grace Chapel. So what a what an incredible name. So I've come home to Grace. Boy, these are not working for me today. Either I'm growing taller or it's getting shorter. So let's see. So I was gonna greet you all this morning with happy birthday. Uh, or perhaps Happy New Year. Now remember, I have the the goat prod, the cattle prod ministry. Okay, let me say it a different way. He is risen. East, Easter is probably the most wonderful and actually the most difficult holiday to celebrate. It, ha- it has this tension in it because we know you know, three days prior to his rising from the dead, there was that price that was paid. Uh, and I think it's interesting because it's, it's one of the holidays that hasn't been completely absconded uh, by commerce. You know, a little bit, but not like the other holidays, you know, and certainly not like Valentine's Day, which was a made-up holiday for greeting card stores, you know. It's just like... That wasn't a traditional one. Uh, it, it is religious. It's a high holy day. That's why it was instituted, to celebrate something like that. It is spiritual. Um, it primarily celebrates one and only one thing. Though we certainly think about things like new life, new beginnings, all that other stuff. But really, it's about one person, isn't it? You're wrong. It's about all of us. It's about us being included in the resurrection. Um, it's, uh, you know, I like Christmas is an, you know, all of us love Christmas, right? The time of giving and, uh, and we celebrate and then you celebrate Santa Claus and everything. And, and sometimes we celebrate for the sake of children and Easter rabbit. So, you know, thank you to our Germanic background. If you're all wondering where the Easter rabbit came from, it's the Osterhaus. Um, they brought it to America in the 17th century. Um, actually, to introduce the idea of new life to children. And that was the idea of it. But to actually get behind it and think about a very large rabbit. Stand up. Very large rabbit. All right, sit down that goes around and lays eggs in your yard for kids to find. Now think through that. Uh, It's pretty hard to get your head wrapped around. 
And uh, so the commercialization, even though we like to eat those little spongy yellow, yeah, what are, the Easter candy and all that, it's really, uh, it's, it's trying to express and move into a joy that is what the scripture calls joy unspeakable. It's hard to put. It's hard to put the joy of Easter into words. Um, it's associated with a horrific event. It, it's incredible when you think about it. Um, one man dying in the manner that he did for the sake of others, and resurrecting, coming back to new life. As a matter of fact, the word. At resurrect, its actual meaning is to stand upright again, to come back up, to, to raise to new life. Um, you think through it, and you can't, you can't dissociate the glory of Easter without what happened three days prior. They go together, don't they? You have to think about what happened on what we call is a Good Friday. Um, you know, we, we use wonderful terms about that, about the death, you know. It was a good death. What does that mean anyway? A uh, good death. Uh, it's interesting when you think about Christ's death and life that he, he was able to have an understanding of what was going to happen and to still be willing to do it. To know. I mean, he knew what was coming. It's obvious. All you have to do is read the Gospels. He knew step by step by step and still had to suffer the misery of that. He had to pass through the earth in order to get you to heaven. It's an amazing thing. I, I love this scripture because it entails... Everything about this holiday that we must wrestle with and embrace. So in Colossians 1, it says this, And he is the head of the body, you and I, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. You're alive today because he is. He is the firstborn of us, of who we are. So such a strange holiday that celebrates both a death and a resurrection. Because we know the resurrection can't happen without the crucifixion. The crucifixion has no meaning without the resurrection. They have to go together. For, for a person just to die for us, you can say, oh, thank you. That is a really wonderful thing. My gosh, the two most gorgeous girls I've ever seen in my life have just come into church. And one's a unicorn. He never separated in his act of humility to lay down his life for you and I, 
He never separated that from the knowledge that what he was really going to get to you was life. That his death meant life for you and I. What he did, the profoundness of it, uh, the fear of it, the awe of it, all those things, yes, but the death of it was so that you and I could live. I think what happens with Easter, I don't know if you're, if you're this way, and so this is my sort of cattle prod thing, is that the idea of what Jesus did, we have a tendency to associate with heaven, with eternity. When I think of the resurrection, I think of eternal life. Do you? got a head nod or I'm not going to move on very fast. Do you, we think of that, don't we? You think about eternal life. I think about heavenly things when I think about the resurrection, but actually that's about the ascension, not about the resurrection. Jesus did not rise from the dead and go directly to heaven. He showed up, and not as a spirit. He showed up as a perfect man. Whoa. He resurrected here on the earth. And so when I look at that, I start going, why? why like, why didn't you, like, click your heels together three times and go, I want to go back home. There's no place like home. And this certainly isn't Kansas anymore. He stayed here, resurrected. Why? So we would understand the meaning of it. Anyway. The power of Christ's resurrection on the earth is so that we can live changed lives on the earth. Now, I, like you, I love the idea of eternity. I want to go to heaven. Y'all don't want to go to heaven? I want to go to heaven. Glory, we just did. He is risen. Hallelujah. I want to go to heaven. I want that. I will have that. But the real power of resurrection for me, just like it was for him, is here, terra firma. It, we have a tendency not, not to think through that. He was resurrected. Now, here, I'm going to, it sounds like I'm contradicting everything that was done this morning, like with the kids. It's a beautiful world and all that. He stayed resurrected in this place. Let's be kind this morning. That hadn't changed, he had. The earth was still the same earth. It still had the same dirt, the same muck, the same problems, the same stuff, and he was resurrected. The earth had not changed. He had. He was newborn first. Remember Colossians 1. He was the first of those born from the dead. 
and he experienced here in a place that is so incredibly beautiful and so incredibly off. So incredibly wrought with weakness, sin, and yuck. I love, you know, I love the earth. I really do. I love, I love beauty. I love nature. I love getting out. In, I love every, all those things. I love my family. I love my grandkids. I love everything about it. And yet, this place isn't it. But he is. He was it on the earth. I, I love that. I hope that's intriguing to you this morning. That he was raised from the dead here. Why? So you could be raised from the dead here on the earth. It's such a title. It's so incredible. I think we fooled ourselves that the resurrection deals with the next life. And quite the opposite is true. We are meant to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And without zombies, the land of the... Isn't it strange that the world portrays that ongoing life in, in the form of zombies? We love zombie movies today. And they're all rotten. They're all, you know, we like to put on the zombie makeup. And we, you know, well, some of us do. Some of us, do. Some of us don't have any choice. Uh, Oh, he's a good-looking zombie. But we're, isn't it interesting that the world is attracted to the living dead? When actually, they should be attracted to the living living who were dead and now are alive. Now, here... Not waiting for heaven. Well, you got to get over it because I'm not perfect. I'm just a Christian and I'm eventually going to go to heaven. No. We're here. We're here because he did it here. We don't get born again and snatched up into heaven and eternity. We get born again and we live it here. Just like he did. The firstborn of the dead, the first one that did it. And he did it for a purpose so that you could see it and live it in your life, that you could have an understanding of it, that you could embrace it. It really is this. This is the most, I mean, of all the scriptures in Rome, no, this isn't my favorite. Romans 8.1 is my favorite. But like this is like way up there. Because this gives us this plan of what to believe about Jesus' death and life. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has, whew, incredible, isn't it? We, we, we've made it about something else. But if you believe in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
you will become born again from the dead. And you're not a zombie. You're finally truly alive. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I believe he rose from the dead. I believe he did it here. I believe he did it for me. And I believe he did it for you. What a powerful thing to believe. I want our kids to enjoy Easter, but this is more powerful than believing in a rabbit. This is more powerful than believing in the rites of spring and the passage of spring. This is more powerful, and this is going to cringe some of my friends sitting here. This is more powerful than getting to go fishing, which you can't when it's this cold. This has the power to do the same thing in our lives because he is a patterned son. God raised him from the dead here on the earth. I am raised from the dead. Will this decay? Will it fall apart? Will it break off? Yep. But I'm an eternal being now on the earth. Not waiting to go to heaven to be an eternal being. I'm an eternal being now. And no one, not the world, not even my own stupidity and my false ideas can ever take that away. It is mine. He gave it to me on the day he rose. He gave it to me as a, you know, as a gift. How long have you been saved? 2,000 years and more. No wonder things are breaking off. You really are. Nevertheless, this truth remains. Christ was raised from the dead on the earth to make a way to go to heaven. We keep following suit. We follow the passage of what he did. It's hard to see this very act until you go to another chapter in Romans. We all know this one so well. We, we do this a lot, but I, I, I want to read it to you slowly. And, and, and I want you to hear it again. Because this is the power of the resurrection on the earth. We look at this place, this planet, that seems to be racked by the noun sin. In the Greek, that's called surd. Not, not the one that's missing the mark, but the thing that is absurd. This is, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen kids killed at schools. We've seen all those things. This is absurd. It's, it's filled with it. And Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. We do it now. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into that death. 
that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in Resurrection is me. Can I describe the resurrection of the Lord to you? Look at me. (laughs) I know it's strange. One tooth missing and all. It's me. What does it mean to be a believer? To know I'm fully alive. And that death, who'll read it, no longer has dominion over me. He was first. I was next. I was next in line. No, you tried to crowd and I kept you back. I'm next. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his death. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, of the absurdness of this earth. For he who has died has been freed from... Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. I'm done with death. I now shall live. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. What does my resurrection life mean? I'm living for God. I'm living it. I I am that. I'm resurrected. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's amazing. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust. Don't present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. When I present myself to God that way, you and you and you and you and you and you get to see it. Not that I'm trying to prove something. I'm just being who I am. I'm being someone who's been resurrected. Just like my Savior. I'm resurrected. From the dead. And that's how I want to live now. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. It's an invitation. You can't make it happen. I can't pretend. I could pretend for a while. And you might like me for a while, but pretty soon I can't pretend anymore and you won't like me anymore. So instead, I'm just going to live in a resurrection life. It's glorious. 
You see, this holiday, is it about Jesus? Remember where I started? Yeah. But here's the most incredible thing. It's about Anne Friedman. Oh, and her husband, too. It's about summer, the person, not the season. It's about you and I. That's the glory of this holiday. I celebrate Christ in me, the hope of glory. And we're actually called, we're invited by the scripture, says, to bear witness to this. We're, to bear witness to what? To try to prove to people that Jesus did something? No, we bear witness to one thing, his resurrection from the dead. We're supposed to be the witnesses of it. Have you seen it? Yeah. I get better glimpses of it some days than others. Usually when the grave's trying to call me back. I found this. This is where the humility part comes in. Because I think as believers, we think we have something to prove. I, I, I have to prove to you that my way is the right way or God's way is the right way. Actually, actually, we don't have anything to prove. What we do, we can find three ways to celebrate the resurrection in our lives, all of our lives. The first way is worship. But you see, that's not, we like to put... Uh, guidelines to that are these this is what worship is this is what worship should look like this is how it's this is the format and it's about hymns not about the weird songs they sing today or it's about the songs today because those hymns mean nothing to me anymore it's not, it's not that see worship is you putting God first because he is if, if worship to you is putting on or throwing in a thumb drive, putting on iTunes, doing something in which you engage in music that is directed towards God, and that's what's worship, then worship. If worship to you is stopping and just meditating on the thankfulness that it's in your heart of his salvation for you, that's worship. If worship to you is going for a long walk in the woods and the longing to see spring start happening in the trees, that's worship. All of it, when it's God-directed, even this, the work that we do, the work of our hands, the playing of an instrument, all of that is worship when it's done in the idea of resurrection life. It comes back, for me, it comes back to an old song that I would hear uh, Brenda's grandma sing, you know? It, it, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful grace. And the things of earth grow strangely dim. The light of his glory breaks. Ah, worship. Sometimes it's sitting in the room having a cup of coffee and just glad you're alive, glad you're breathing. Your body hurts from working too hard. 
You've been in an argument with seven people, and you just want to go, stop. You go, and you start saying that wonderful, wonderful prayer. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You see, that's worship. Because it's unto him. It's between you and him. Simple way to celebrate. The next one is community. For some, it's coming to church, doing, doing this. This isn't really community. I want to look at somebody and talk to them. Well, hopefully you will before you walk out. But there's lots of ways to celebrate community. Again, it might be over a cup of coffee and a cheese danish. Raspberry, okay. But it's, it's finding, listen, God was the firstborn from the dead for, for all of us. So when I celebrate his resurrection with you, it changes something in my heart and life. And then it's the witness. Uh-oh, here comes the evangelism thing. Now he's going to lay the heavy on us. i got to go door to door. No, you don't. And we're going to have this program, and it's going to be evangelism explosion. It's not what I'm talking about. We bear witness by living a resurrected life. Not about what we're doing, about what he did. We bear witness to it. I, I, I'm a di different sort of person. It's, it's what we want to do. It's what we want our kids to see. That's really, that's really the Easter rabbit that we, we want our kids to see. It's just something that's bringing new life. To enjoy it, to live in it. It's bearing witness, not just of who God is, but of who you are and him in you. It, you know, it has nothing to do with you telling somebody, uh, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior in a personal way? What, what if you just lived the life in front of them? See, I've, I've always known that, you know, years ago I read a book that undid me. It's called The, the Gospel-Driven Church. And, and in it, the, the guy proposes this. That we're just supposed to live in the gospel and that evangelism is actually a result of us loving each other. Because Jesus said, when, when they see that you have love for one another in this place, in this earth, they're going to go, what? Like you guys really hang out? You don't have to have... You, you just hang out because you want to hang out? You just get together, oh, and then you get religious and talk about God. No, I actually say, so how you doing? I haven't talked for a while. Let's hang out. Let's eat together. Oops, they said just let's go fishing. Here's what I'd like to do. One of the simplest ways we celebrate is through communion. So I'm going to ask people that are going to distribute elements to just do that at this point in time. Hold the elements till we all have it so we can do it as a community, as people who are doing this together.
God resurrected from the dead so you can in your life right now. And the stuff that feels icky right now, the stuff that feels out of kilter and I, I just can't quite understand. I just, I just don't know. I, don't, I can't get my head around this. You ever had those? Maybe you're in that time right now. And, and the earth seems to be all crumbly and, and weird and, and uh, strange. Can you imagine at that place in the tomb when that rock creaked rolling away from another rock? And all the powers that bear to be, all the gravity of the earth, all the heaviness, all the big stones that are in the way, they're not there. And this man who was dead three days steps out of it and goes, fully alive. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what, you know, maybe this is the, you're in the high, glorious, high mountain time. Bless you. But I know, it just seems like, I don't know, I look at the earth, I look at America, I look at the world, I look at the, and just like everybody else, I kind of cringe. I feel like I'm Inspector Clouseau's boss in those old Pink Panther movies. I'm starting to get ticks. You know, if I watch one more news story, I start going... That's why you come back to resurrection life. That's the meaning of it. That's why you come back. You refocus that it was here. It was for the now. Heaven, heaven's going to be incredible. And we don't know what it is. I, you know, for many of us, it's going to be, we're going to shoot past Pluto, you know, with our... I'm going to go to other planets. I'm going to find out if there's any other life there. They say, there's all kinds of ideas about heaven. No, I will worship nonstop. I will join the heavenly choir. You know, I, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. The one person that I read that actually, uh, that I can fully, fully trust that his depiction of it was accurate is Paul. And he said he saw things that were illegal for him to talk about. just don't get to know that but I get to know this I get to see resurrection in your eyes I get to feel resurrection in your hug I get to understand resurrection by how you behave towards me and the opportunity I have to behave towards you how I say it what I say what I do and it's all based in one huge thing humility it happened here on the earth for the sake of humility. Such a humble man. He didn't go, okay, I got that over with. I'm leaving you guys now. Bye.
walked into a room with a bunch of people that had rejected him and turned against him and lied about him and lied about themselves. And they became born again. Just one passage says this, and Jesus breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. I think that's how we celebrate. Let him breathe on you again. sing the songs, come wind of God, whatever that conjures up, just think, just shut your eyes right now. We're going to take communion. I'm going to ask Raquel to come up. I want you to hear this again. Am I playing on your emotions? A little bit. Just think about God right now here on the earth, walking into your life, into your room right now. one question do you believe I was raised from the dead amazing that's why we take communion it says we're to remember I want you to hold the bread right now God, thank you that it's here on the earth that we receive communion. We don't have to have a longing, a, a seven-step guide. We don't have to do certain things to receive it again. Right here on the earth, in the simplicity of bread and wine, I receive what you did. I proclaim your resurrection because you did this for me. You gave your life for me. And you raised your life for me. So I thank you for this bread. I thank you for this way. I thank you for this, oh, this strangest of holidays. I receive what you did. I receive this bread of life. Jesus' name, the Lord name. And Lord, this cup, this cup represents what you had to do to accomplish this. It was through your blood. It's through an amazing thing. He died once for all all sin. You made the way for all. You did it. You accomplished it. And I remember. You said to do this in remembrance of you. Lord, in my own heart, in my own life, I think of my baptism 46 years ago. say this morning, your life itself, you 
I receive again the life that you give. Oh God, help me to witness a glorious life as I take your cup in Jesus' name. going to sing this song a cappella this morning. This is kind of like the, since I got saved on Easter, this has always been the song that I've done. So I want to come down here with you guys since it's, uh, it's not so strange. But <coughs> Down the Via Della Rosa in Jerusalem that day. The soldiers tried to clear the narrow street, but the crowd pressed in to see the man condemned to die on Calvary. He was bleeding from a beating. There were stripes upon his back, and he wore a crown of thorns upon his head. And he bore with every step the scorn of those who cried out for his death. Down the Via Dolorosa called the way of suffering. Like a lamb came the Messiah, Christ the King. But he chose to walk that road out of his love for you and me. Down the Via Della Rosa all the way to Calvary. The blood that would cleanse the souls of all men made its way to the heart of Jerusalem. Down the Via Della Rosa called the way of suffering. Like a lamb came the Messiah, Christ the King. But he chose to walk that road out of his love for you and me. Down the Via Della Rosa all the way to Calvary. risen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. We greet each other with new life today.